7.45 on a Saturday morning when we have a little bit of a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Morning, Jack. Good morning. What a beautiful weekend. Oh, amen. Man. It's finally, finally maybe here. It's awfully elusive, as I said last week, <laughs> but I think it's finally here. And as I said last week, I was going to talk about Gamay today, but before I do, I you know, today is the run for the rose. Yes. Or the run for the rosés. <laughs> Whatever you prefer, have a little rosé while you watch the race. And don't forget, I, I promised Uncle Terry I would mention the fact that he is making uh, mint juleps at our St. Paul store, and uh, he's well-known throughout that whole area, the Highland Village area of St. Paul, uh, for his drink specialties, and his uh, mint julep is absolutely delicious. I'll give the recipe. I get calls for it all the time. It's an ounce and a half of simple syrup, an ounce and a half of bourbon, and mashed up mint. Now, what I do when I make a mint julep is I take a cup of simple syrup. Now, simple syrup is just, say, one cup of sugar and one cup of warm water. And dissolve that sugar in the warm water, and you have a simple syrup. Make sure that it's completely dissolved. Then I would take a cup of mint leaves, mash them up real, real good, and add them to that mixture. So you have a simple syrup that is totally immersed with mint. You can't use too much mint. Then you use equal parts of the uh, simple syrup that's been infused with mint and equal part of bourbon. Pour it over shaved ice, decorate it with a sprig of mint, and you're all set with the best mint julep you've ever had. And they really are delicious. And as I said, uh, you can go to the Haskell's website for the recipe, or you can stop in and pick up a recipe from Uncle Terry at our St. Paul store, and he'll be sampling those mint juleps today. But I said last week I was going to talk about Gamay today, and I intend to do that. Uh, Gamay is an unusual grape. It's the principal grape type of Beaujolais. And other than a spot or two in the Loire Valley, uh, some California, or some Vineyards in uh, Canada, few in upstate New York, few in Oregon. The Gamay just does well in Beaujolais, and it is the only grape type that's used there uh, for their red wines. And it really is a wonderful springtime wine. Beaujolais uh, is just terrific. And the Gamay grape is a wonderful history. I mean, it goes back to the 13th century. Uh, they were mentioning Gamay. It's easy to grow, and it produces a lot of juice. So uh, it's a, a wonderful thing for producing wine. But, of course, because having said that, it's hard to make great wine when you're doing that. But Beaujolais doesn't ever achieve greatness in my opinion but it certainly achieves a lot of wonderful drinkability uh as i said you can get a little of that gamay in the loire valley wines uh, that with cabernet franc are two of the principal grape types in uh, for red wine in the loire valley but where it really blooms best is south of bone france beaujolais is an area south of uh the burgundy area of france and it's a beautiful place to visit. You know, it's hilly, uh, and all these little villages where Beaujolais gets its name, Morgan, Moulin Avant, Reni, etc., are, are but a few, uh, Fleury, uh, etc., are uh, villages in 
Beaujolais that lend their name to different kinds of Beaujolais. Those are called crews of Beaujolais. And Beaujolais, as I said, has had a noble history, uh, not maybe such a glowing history, because Philip the Bold in the 15th century outlawed it in Burgundy, said it, uh, they were the princes of Burgundy, and of course at that time they rivaled the kings of France for their power, and they said they made the finest wine in all of Christendom, and they weren't going to have it uh, diluted by using Gamay, so he prohibited growing Gamay in Burgundy. And then uh, Philip the Good, 60 years later, reinforced that, and he said that Again, the Dukes of Burgundy make the finest wines in all of Christendom, and we aren't going to dilute it with Gamay. Well, having said that, I think Gamay is pretty good. Beaujolais is one of my favorite wines. It's unassuming. It's easy to quaff. It's low in alcohol. It has wonderful fruit. It's usually rendolent with fruit. And, you know, if you're looking for a wine to have uh, with simple food, just say you're going out on a picnic. Uh, today would be a glorious day for that. Uh, the temperature is just right. Go and sit by a brook or a lake. Put the Beaujolais in the water for about 20 minutes. This time of year, the lake is cold enough, and it'll bring that wine down to the right drinking temperature after 20 minutes in a lake or stream. And then whip out some French bread, a little cheese, maybe some charcuterie, and boy, I'll tell you, if that isn't living, I don't know what is. A loaf of bread, a jug of wine, and now uh, never had it any better if the jug of wine was Beaujolais. And the, uh, the, as I said, the Gamay grape is really what makes Beaujolais just terrific. It's a, a big grape. Uh, you know, a Cabernet grape, a lot of people are so disappointed the first time they see a Cabernet Sauvignon grape. They're real small. They look like almost they're little, maybe twice the size of a blueberry. And they say, are all grapes this small? Well, most of the wine grapes are fairly small. But uh, Gamay is not. It's a bigger grape type. It has a thinner skin and uh, makes these wonderful fruity wines that are so quaffable. They're easy to enjoy. And that's what makes, I think, wine acceptable and accessible. And Beaujolais is both of those. It's an acceptable wine at any time, and it's accessible. Everybody likes it. It's a good introduction, incidentally. If you're a 100% white wine drinker and you don't really care for red wine, it's too tannic or, or too tight, and or it tastes closed up to you, try a Beaujolais. The fruitiness of that Gamay grape comes really out when we try it in a Beaujolais. As I said, it is the finest expression in the world of Gamay is Beaujolais. There's no comparison anywhere. Several people have tried it, you know, out in Oregon and particularly uh, they're trying Gamay and it's okay, but it isn't like Beaujolais. And they try it also in the uh, Erie, Lake Erie area of Canada. They're growing a lot of uh, Gamays up in Canada. Number one, uh, the grape ripens. Gamay ripens about two to three weeks ahead of Pinot Noir. And, uh, of course, having that edge is wonderful, and that's why we have the, the wonderful wine called Nouveau Beaujolais. That also is 100% Gamay, and it's rushed out in the very year it's made. It's harvested in September, and by the third week in 
uh, November is in stores all over the world ready for you to drink. And when you make wine that fast, uh, you're making a, a wine that's light, fruity, low in alcohol, pleasant, and that's why the phenomena of Nouveau Beaujolais is so big. Wherever you look in the world, it, it's just a, a very acceptable thing is that Nouveau Beaujolais, and it's all released simultaneously. In other words, you can be in Singapore or you can be in Minneapolis and on the third uh, Thursday of November, the Nouveau Beaujolais is released. And like I say, if you've had Nouveau Beaujolais, you know exactly what I'm talking about with Gamay grape. Uh, it's a wonderful grape type, and it's particularly wonderful, I think, in the springtime. So if you want a really wonderful red wine to have to celebrate spring, look no further than Beaujolais. Uh, and, and you can buy just a simple uh, Beaujolais Village, uh, which is uh, not the lowest of Beaujolais, it's the second. There's Beaujolais and then Beaujolais Village. And Beaujolais Village is probably better to buy when you're not in Beaujolais because it has an extra degree of alcohol and thus has more stability than regular Beaujolais does. And uh, when you're quaffing wine in the French countryside, particularly in Beaujolais, you just get a pichette of the local Beaujolais, which is, uh, again, a delicious springtime wine. It really is the time of year to have Beaujolais, and of course, if you aren't having Beaujolais, have a mint julep to watch the running of the Derby. As it's, I said, uh, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, of course, but when they run for the roses, why not run for the rosé and have rosé if you don't feel like uh, as powerful a drink as a mint julep, a glass of rosé while you're watching the Kentucky Derby is certainly very pleasant uh, experience, in my opinion. I wonder where the mint julep first got started. Who, whose idea was that? I well, that was a southern thing. Uh, they drank juleps in the south, and it was they would sweeten whiskey. Uh, and it was really more for the ladies uh, when they designed the first juleps. And uh, somebody just added mint to it and made it a mint julep. And like I say, it's... Uh, it's a terrific drink. We were at the Kentucky Derby, I guess, four or five years ago. I can't remember. And I was surprised that the mint juleps they sold in the stands there were as good as they were. They were really, uh, I'd, I'd say, top quality. Because uh, you would think making that many, they probably serve 100,000 mint juleps the day of the race. Uh, you would think maybe the quality wouldn't stand up, but it, in my opinion, it was a, a darn good drink, considering they made a hundred thousand. Yeah, <laughs> the quantity. Say, but before we talk about Haskell's Jack, maybe you could run by the uh, the recipe once again for the julep. Well, the julep you use simple syrup. So here, here's the easiest way to recommend: one cup of mint, mushed up mint, one cup of sugar, one cup of hot water. Mix the water and sugar till the sugar is totally dissolved. Then you get a simple syrup, a saturated solution of sugar and water. Then you add the mashed up mint to that. Use equal parts of that mint julep, the syrup I've just created, a mint syrup actually, and an equal part of Kentucky whiskey. Jim Beam is a good one and it's very inexpensive. And then pour it over crushed ice, add a sprig of mint to it, and you have uh, a wonderful...
wonderful drink to watch the Derby mm. with if you like not to have a rosé yes. or Gamay Beaujolais. I like that idea better. <laughs> Say, Jack, for folks who want to express some of your ideas that you bring forth every Saturday, uh, they can just stop in at any one of the Haskell's locations. Lots going on. A lot is going on, particularly today. You don't want to miss our Maple Grove, our super seller up in Maple Grove, is having a pop-up store today between noon and 3 o'clock, and it is something else. They'll have food trucks outside, lots and lots going on. Ted Farrell, John Farrell will be in there tasting wines uh, and answering all your questions on wines. It's a very exciting thing from noon to 3 today at our Maple Grove store. And by the by, today is the last day of Haskell's famous spring wine sale. Unbelievable values. Stop in, stock up. You're not going to believe the great values we have, and today is the last day of the sale. So there won't be one this big again till fall. There's a Haskell's near you where you can stock your cellar. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior, in Faribault, right off of 35. Again, our Maple Grove store, not to miss it today, particularly the pop-up shop, uh, celebrities. It'll be just great up in Maple Grove this afternoon. Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth Highland Village, St. Paul, uh, I'm sorry, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com, uh, and you can get that uh, recipe for the uh, mint julep on Haskell's.com. And if you can't go to Haskell's.com, go to WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you directly to Haskell's website, where you can peruse our 34-page spring catalog, and then decide what you want. And if you can't come in, call up, phone up, get the order in. They will deliver it. Outstanding. Well, Jack, we'll talk to you one week from today. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. And uh, don't forget to get that. If you want to go to CCO.com, and you can get past shows as well. Just go to the Wine Cave. Uh, We mention that from time to time.